Welcome back to the MAC post-game press conference for the men's championship game. We'll begin with an opening statement from coach, and then you'll take questions. Well, we're all elated winning a championship with our defense. I'd like to give a, a special shout out to two people. Uh, one is Tim Cluse, who we've had so many great coaches here from going back to Jimmy Valvano, to Pat Kennedy, to Timmy Welsh, to Kevin Willard, to Jeff Rulin. Uh, probably missing somebody, but they've all did a fabulous job, but nobody did a better job than Tim Cluse. Um, you know, if obviously I wouldn't be here if he didn't have health issues because he was one of the premier coaches in the country. And uh, Tim, wherever you are, we share this with you tonight. Um, you're part of our program. And um, we we certainly are grateful for, for the four championships. And I think six out of nine years that you, that you won it. You know, you're, you're a terrific coach. All right, we'll begin with Eugene. Rick, you're no stranger to the NCAA tournament, but what makes this year's Gales unique from some of the other teams you've coached? Well, when you overcome adversity, and you just think about this, we're not the greatest shooting team in the world, and we just won four straight coming out of COVID four times, missing over 60 days. They never played really man defense before, and in the past four games, they held a very good Fairfield team to 18 points at halftime. Then uh, outside of free throws, Isaiah Ross did a fabulous job on, on Wojcik, who has been the key to Fairfield's run. Once he got eligible, they became a much better basketball team. So our defense is key for us. Uh, we're gonna get stronger offensively when our big guys uh, improve and get better. And uh, certainly we've had a great recruiting class as well. And you became just the third coach all time to lead five different schools to the NCAA tournament. What's that mean to you to be a part of that exclusive club? I'm just really pleased to be at, at Iona. Um, you know, when you grow up in New York, I grew up on 26th Street in the east side of Manhattan. I lived in Queens. I lived in Long Island. I lived in Westchester when I was a Nick coach. And, you know, I'm New York strong all the way through. And uh, it means a lot to be at Iona uh, because of the president and the athletic director. Uh, stepped out for me. They believed in me and my principles. And I'm real appreciative of that. Um, I really enjoyed coaching in the EuroLeague, but to come back home and, and coach a program that's been so successful uh, is exciting for me. And by the way, somebody showed me an article. If there are any writers out there, stop saying I'm old because uh, Joe Biden may be a little up there. I'm young. I'm, uh, although I'm 68, I'm going on 48 with my passion. So stop saying I'm old. Tommy Abadamako, my assistant, he's old. <laughs> we'll, next, we'll go next to Bruce. <laughs> he, he hates when I say his age. <laughs> hey, Rick, Bruce Beck, congratulations, coach. Thank you, Bruce. Um, think about this, Rick. On the second Saturday of March, 2020, you were hired by Iona College. On the second Saturday of March, 2021, you led Iona to the NCAA tournament. Can you put that in perspective? Well, I, I do because you have no idea how difficult it was coaching this year. And it was even more difficult playing this year. But like I told the players almost daily, we're never going to complain because over 500,000 people have lost their lives and didn't even have funeral services. So we're never going to complain about what we went through. But for them to win four games coming out of uh, COVID pause and to do these things is remarkable to me. Um, 
we're excited to be in the tournament. Um, we haven't played that many games this year, and we're getting better with each each game that we play. All right, thank you, Bruce. We'll go next to Billy. Hi, Rick. I, can you can you maybe describe just you know what you kind of alluded to it in the last answer, just of all the challenges that you've had this year of just, you know, not even even being able to be on campus until the end of June and putting together a new team and doing it with all the, you know, COVID interruptions. What, I don't know, I, you know, you've coached for a long time and had a lot of, uh, you know, great teams. What is, what is this season and just kind of what it all took to get this championship uh, mean to you? Well, it's very difficult to even imagine what we went through from a practice standpoint. Um, every time we would get the team, we're, we're big, big on conditioning, but every time we got into shape, we got out of shape. And Asante, who won the MVP tonight, not only did he miss 60 days of COVID, but he missed another 30 to 40 days with a hand injury and a back injury. So it's great to see him back playing good basketball. And uh, the guys are getting better. That's what I like to see. I loved seeing their enthusiasm, the smiles on their face, the fact that we're going to the tournament. Uh, we're leaving tonight. Uh, I told them that I was packing eight suits and packed for a long time. And uh, I'm not sure anybody believed me, but uh, now we're going, we have a lot of dirty laundry and we're heading to Indianapolis. Thanks, Billy. We'll go next to Ken. Coach, congratulations. Ken Kreitzer, SAL Radio. How did, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you were in a COVID pause. You'd lost a week of practice, uh, five games. And uh, how did you get the team, again, to be this competitive, to be able to play four strong games in this MAC term in order to win? Well, I went double sessions. And the reason I went double sessions, when you come out of a pause where you don't have any exercise for 14 days, about six players got exercise, the rest did not. And obviously Isaiah put on a little weight. So I went double sessions to prevent injuries. I went an hour and a half, did some weight training. Then I brought him back for another hour and a half. Rather than run a two and a half hour practice, I went two hour and a half practices so we could stay away from injuries and get back in shape. Now we're almost 90% of the way there. Um, and, we're, and we're looking forward to, to whoever our opponent may be. And Coach Jess, you got great play today from Asante Guess, 18 points. And Isaiah Ross was making his inside shot today. What did what, Tell us about the play of your backcourt. Well, I told those guys to stop looking. I, I, I gave them a fascinating story. To me, it's fascinating because one of my heroes growing up was Mickey Mantle. I love the Yankees. I love I loved the Mick. One night, I'm the assistant coach of the Knicks, and I stopped in to get a, a burger at Mickey Mantle's. At the bar is, I'm meeting a friend, Joe Caballera, and at the bar was, not at the bar, in a, in a booth was Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin. And I said, you know what? They're probably drinking and I don't want to bother them, but I'd love to say hello to the Mick and Billy as well. So I went over, I said, hey guys, look, I don't want, just want to say hello. I'm the assistant coach of the Knicks. Um, just want to meet you guys. I'm a big Yankee fan. Uh, congratulations and everything. And I'm getting ready to walk out and they say, hey, sit down with us. So I spent an hour and 40 minutes sitting down with them. And I did ask quite a few questions, but I asked Mickey, and this is what I said to my team in the locker room. I said, Mick, let me ask you a question. Obviously you hit a lot of home runs. You're a switch hitter. 
Tell me, could you tell when you would hit a home run by guessing the pitch? And he said, tell you the truth, it's nice of you to mention the home runs, but I also struck out a lot. And every single time I look for a home run, 90% of the time I'd strike out. Every time I just tried to make contact, I hit a home run or something good would happen. So I told my guys the story before the game and I said, guys, Asante, Isaiah, if you look for shots, you're gonna have bad nights. If you move the basketball, create drives, get other people's shots, you'll have a great night. So take yourself out of the thought process of coming out, I have to score. And that's what Isaiah did last night. He put so much pressure on himself to score that he had an awful night. Tonight he did different things, but I'm really proud of his defense because outside of the free throws, he, he had Wosik with no points in the first half. All right, well, next we'll go to Zach. Um, Rick, when you kind of look at what this year has been like, you know, a year ago, you're, you're hired at the job. You guys go through a ton of pauses. I, have you ever been through a year like this and a season like this? You know, for me, uh, nothing will ever be as bad as 9-11. Uh, I lost my best friend, my brother-in-law in life, uh, Kenneth Fitzgerald. We spoke every day for 31 years, sometimes twice a day. We went on vacations together. And my life would never be the same after 9-11 uh, because of the loss of him and so many other friends. So although this was a lot of adversity, it doesn't come close uh, to 9-11. And I always say this about the 500,000 lives that were lost. And I just keep thinking back to 9-11. I never had a funeral where my I could see my brother-in-law. We, we had obviously a, um, a church service, but I know what these people have gone through who lost so many loved ones and they're being piled into uh, trucks and no funeral service. So I, I just kept, even though it was very, very difficult, I never ever would let the players hang their heads because of what everybody went through this year. Now, God willing, we get vaccinated and we get back to some type of normalcy and, um, and we'll appreciate everything that went on this year. Rick, what, what was it like seeing you know, at the horn, seeing the smiles on their faces, obviously it's been a, you know, a trying season. You guys, I mean, just seem like, you know, kind of like a kind of maybe relief or just, just, you know, a moment of pure joy. I think we were just really excited to play. Yeah. Every time we, we, we played two great games against Monmouth, scored a lot of points. We were getting out there and then all of a sudden shut down again. So to get back playing was the major thing. And, you know, when you see as a coach, the players so happy, it really fulfills you uh, as a basketball coach because uh, the coaching staff is in it for the players. We live vicariously through their smiles. So uh, I was just tickled pink uh, about watching them celebrate and um, really proud of them. Next up, we have Adam. Rick, congratulations on a terrific accomplishment, my man. Thank you, Adam. Um, when you first got the job, what did you know about Asante? You know, I think he was mostly a, a two guard, played off the ball before this, right? And um, how did how did you kind of work with him to become the point guard he is now? Well, I went in the locker room uh, after we beat them at Louisville. He was at Eastern Kentucky. And I told him, I said, son, you got to learn to make, I, I spoke to the whole team because uh, their head coach was an assistant of mine, uh, actually was a manager of mine. And I said, son, you got to make people better. That's the key to a 5'10 guard. It's not just scoring. And he had a, a, a good year. And 
this was the first time uh, I was going to play him at true point. And I said, look, you got a lot to learn, but he has, he's a willing learner. He wanted to play the point, obviously, learn how to run a pick and roll, learn how to set people up. And he's done outside of his injuries. He's done a fabulous job with that. And I was real pleased that he won the MVP tonight. If I could just follow up real quick. I mean, typically Iona in this tournament is like a 15 or 16 seed. You've been a one seed or a two seed. Um, what can you tell your team about, about being a lower seed that can help you against one of these top seeds? And um... well, We've been the number one of number one seeds quite a few times. Um, but sometimes the treatment of the NCAA uh, with me, we may get an 18 seed. So, <laughs> uh, now, I look. Uh, I understand uh, we got a good basketball team. We're not going to be concerned about the seed. Uh, we, we are building for the future. Remember we have, we brought in 13 new players or 12 new players. Uh, we put in a completely new uh, system defensively and they've done a fabulous job. So we're not going to concern ourselves with the seed. I've, I've had it both ways as a number one seed. And if we get uh, 13, 14, 15, whatever it is, uh, we'll be happy with it. Up next, Len. Hey, Rick, Len Robbins, congratulations. Thanks, old man. <laughs> um, I want to make sure I got this straight. You said that you saw Mickey Mantle um, and Billy Martin in a bar and, and you thought they might be having a drink? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Well, it was Mickey's bar, it was Mickey Mantle's. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I'm curious, in those final seconds when they're tipping, you know, ticking off the clock, does it matter whether you're at Kentucky, Louisville, Providence, Iona, whatever? Is the feeling the same knowing that you're going? You know, it's, it's, it's chill, but there's, you know, it's, it's a lot different. My, I've always said this, my favorite years were Providence College two years because it was too short. Uh, and we went to, we went from dead last place since the inception of the Big East seven straight years to the final four. And it was so special. You remember that because they were in last place for seven years. And now this year, we're, we're stopped four different times and we have key injuries and we still get there to cut down the nets. So it's, it's pretty darn special. Uh, Iona is, uh, I wanted to coach at a New York school. I wanted to coach at or a New England school, a small Catholic school was my goal to end my career. And uh, I was able to do that. And that makes me very proud. Thanks very much, Rick. Remember the, um, the you know, Centrum C. Thank you, Len. Uh, we'll go next to Mike. Rick, congratulations. I'm Thank curious you. from a professional standpoint, have you been able yet to process kind of contrasting those last few seconds today, watching the clock wind down with, you know, some of the things you've been through professionally the last couple of years? You know, it's, it's, for me, going from, um, my son gave me the greatest piece of advice who's, who's coaching Minnesota is, he said, dad, all I can tell you is nobody cares whether you're innocent, nobody cares whether, you, so you, you might as well stop saying it because nobody cares. People have their own lives, they have their own things. So why don't you just do what you do best, coach, recruit, and, and stop trying to defend your honor because nobody believes it. We love you, that's all that counts. And, and I've taken that. So I went to Greece with that advice. I took off, coached in the EuroLeague, got him in the playoffs two straight years and learned a lot at 65 years of age, a different brand of basketball. 
And then when they flew, the president and the AD flew to Madrid, Spain, when coaching against Real Madrid, they said, look, we want to continue something special here. Would you come home? And I said, give me 24 hours to think about it. And I thought about it and said, yes, I'll come home. So to me, it's a great way to end a very long career. Today, I got a text from my players at Boston University. Uh, they propped me up on their shoulders. It was a great picture. I showed it to the team in the locker room and the caption said, coach, this was 38 years to this day that we, we went to the big dance. And in the picture was Brett Brown, who was the head coach of the 76ers and so many of my players. And uh, there was nobody there, not because it was COVID, but it was just BU, there weren't a lot of fans. And we were so happy. And tonight is um, full circle to be so happy with the same type of program. All right, we're gonna do two more questions. We'll start off with Brian. Hey, Rick, congratulations. Um, how, how, you talked about it a little bit already, but just how personally gratifying is this for you to get back to the NCAA tournament? Uh, you know, no one's really gotten, no one else has really been punished uh, from those scandals uh, since you lost your job at Louisville. And, and here you are back in the tournament. How personally gratifying is it, given what everybody said about you and, and the, the fact that a lot of people didn't seem to want to hire you? Well, I've said it all along. And like I said, I'm not going to preach about my innocence, but I just say, look at the record. The NCAA suspended me for five games. If they thought even the slightest that I did any of the things that were coming out, I would have been suspended for five years. So they investigated fully. And I say this today, Louisville is a great program. Um, unfortunately, some people in life did some things wrong and a lot of innocent people have suffered. Not only me, but a lot of innocent people that are behind the program. And that's disappointing, but uh, I'm the leader of this ship. I, I said it over and over, I deserve to be fired because if somebody under me did the wrong things, I deserve it. So to now, right now, to Iona, to come over to Madrid, Spain, the president said to me that he heard me speak at the five-star camp when he was a camper over and over. And then when he was a young coach, he came to my clinics. And boy, did I feel old when he said that. Uh, but he said, look, I know what you're all about. He was the uh, president of Transylvania. Uh, he moved here and um, that's right near the University of Kentucky. And he was nice enough along with Matt Glavosky to offer me the job. So I'm very, very proud of that. All right, last question from Jaden. Rick, going into the first half, you called a timeout at 17, 15, five minutes left. What was the message to the team then that ultimately changed the game, went on a 13 to three to end the first half? and? Ultimately, I just, I, just kept reminding them, I just kept reminding them of last night, how we had a great lead, played the best half in basketball. And because we let up defensively, we let them back in the game. And I said, well, there's no let up. We played fabulous defense. We held them to 18 points and we, we held a very good offensive play. We'll say to zero points. So I just told them, look, we're not going to let up at all. We are going to stick with our defense. And we have to win, to be honest with you, with defense. We Until recruiting picks up for us and we get better offensive basketball players, we've got to win with defense right now. Thank you so much, Coach, and best of luck in the NCAA Thank tournament. You. We'll be right back with the Iona players.
All right, we have the Iona players. Uh, we will start off with Dan. Hi, I guess, um, I'm sorry, I can't even tell who's there. It's, it's a dark screen right now. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, Iona players, can you announce yourselves for the reporters? Um, well, just in general, I mean, what is this feeling like for you guys to be, to be back here and, and with the Hall of Famer as your coach? It means a lot, you know. Uh, Iona's been here before, but you know, Sante's been here. You know, I really haven't been here. You know, my redshirt year was the last year that they won, so it honestly means a lot because we were all on the floor. You know, we had a lot of adversity this year, and you know, we stuck with it. We stayed hungry, and you know, it paid, it paid off. Thank you. We'll go with Eugene next. Asante, it's been a wild ride for you guys from Coach Clues being sick to stepping down, then Patino being hired and all the COVID pauses to now champions. How do you put this past year or so in perspective? You know, like Isaiah said, it's just been so much adversity, you know, different things that's going on behind the scenes. Like y'all don't, like, I don't think everybody understands what it is like when you have to get shut down. Like you really are down, like there's no, working out or nothing, you just sit in the house, you know, we all love playing the game. So just sitting out, you know, it's just so crazy. And then for me, my experience too, from last year, just being hurt, you know, in the season that we had last year and me, me not being able to play in, this, in the tournament last year to now come back this year and from all the doubt and everything that we, you know, went through this whole entire year, for us to be able to win that, win this championship is just something special. And, you know, I just can't put it in the words. I love these guys. Man, not nine seed, you know. First nine seed. And Barrick, um, you know, it's been another solid defensive performance for your team. Um, when would you say the switch turned on to get everything clicking on that end of the court? Was it earlier in the tournament or was there another game this season? Can you repeat that again? Um, it was another solid defensive performance for you guys as a team. When would you say that everything started clicking on that end of the court? Was it earlier in the tournament or was there another regular season game? Um, it was early in the tournament. Um, we knew defense was – we had to play defense to make the tournament. We knew Coach Pete, Coach Pete even knew. He told us we got to defend, and that's the only way we're going to win. Offense will come, and we defended. Everybody defended their butts off, and now we're going dancing. <laughs> Thanks. Congrats, guys. Thank you. We'll go next to Adam. Hey, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Asante, I just had a question for you. Um, I know you – dealt with a lot of injuries this year, plus all the COVID pauses. Um, can you just kind of talk about how difficult that all was? And was there one thing that was really the hardest of all those, like one of the injuries or something? Or, um, You know, it was just a whole bunch of adversity, you know, but I pride myself on always being able to get through adversity. You know, I've been always dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, so I don't, I never get down on myself. I never, you know, say I'm counted out because, you know, I work so hard, you know, at this game and, you know, the biggest thing I probably would say was when my, when my back got hurt, you know, it was just like a real 
I didn't, I'm be honest with you, I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish the season how I was supposed to, you know, it was really bad, you know, and my team, my coaches and them just kept saying, just stick with it, keep going to treatment, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and everything will work itself out. And it did, you know, I just believed in God and, you know, and I, and I, you know, I wanted to go out there and do what I could do on the, t on the court to um, allow for my teammates to win. How did you, how did you hurt your back, Asante? I don't even know. Like, I think me and Zay was in the gym one day working out and I just, like, tweaked it. And I was just like, I mean, it didn't feel right. And then after that, like, the next day, it just really started hurting me, you know, and, and it was just bad after that, you know, it was just, you know, I couldn't really run, I couldn't move and stuff. It got so bad to the point where I couldn't even really stand up straight and walk. So I had to go to the doctor and, you know, it was just a lot of dealing with, but it also helped me because, you know, we wasn't playing at that time. It was during a pause. So I was able to get myself back healthy. But, you know, like I said, I just give all the thanks to God and my teammates. And I just want to be out there and do everything I can to help us win. And just one last one real quick. You've done a lot of winning. You've been to, you won two tournament of champions with two different schools in New Jersey. Now you've been to a couple, you know, NCAA tournaments. Is there something about March and this time of year that, uh, you know, makes you really compete so well? You know, um, I would say it's just basically, like my dad always told me since I was younger, you know, the cream always rises to the top. And you work hard and you put the time and effort, you don't cheat it, you know. So the game is always going to find, you know, show you the love back. So as long as, as long as I, I just feel as I always just work hard. You know, I work hard on a daily basis and, you know, I just get rewarded out for this though. And, and I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to stop. You know, I want to go even farther. You know, last time we just, we lost in the first round. I want to be able to get to, you know, far in the tournament. So that's what we're trying to do. All right, next up, Zach. Guys, you you know, at least for the guys who, who who've won a tournament before here, you're used to obviously scoring a ton of points, you know, with Iona and going up and down. How different kind of has this, you know, as this year been, especially this tournament with kind of the way you play? Uh, you know, I feel like it's not different at all. The style of teams that we're playing, you know, I feel like we could play any style of basketball. We could slow it up. We could play fast, you know, so it's just who we're playing. What I mean, could you just describe what that moment was like when you won, you know, after all the all the pauses and, you know, all the uncertainty of, you, you know, at times I'm sure if you guys were even going to play games, what it was like at the end there? Um, it was it was meaningful, very meaningful, because first off, everybody's new to have everybody's new to the program, new coach. We got a lot of young guys, freshmen, and we all just came in. We wanted to play every time I think we got going. We just got shut down. And it hurt it, but every time we got out, we just came back and practiced, practiced harder, harder than ever. And then we could shut down again, get hit, and get back up. We just kept on getting back up. And then that last game, we just we stayed up and we weren't going to get hit. Thanks, Zach. We'll go Aaron. Um, Barrick, for you, I mean, obviously, you know, Asante's been here before. He's won in uh Isaiah was a sit out, you know, the first time that they that they won it. But for you, man, what was your what was going through your mind when that clock hit zero? Um, you guys ran onto the court, man. What what, what was what was the emotions uh, going through your head? Um, well, I actually my freshman year I went with New Mexico State, so okay. I kind of like I was I was happy, but like with this team, I was way more excited and happy because we've been through way too much. So when the clock ended and we all got on the floor, I was it's just it was it was it was fun. It was great. So it means a lot to me. And for you, Asante, you know, this is not your first time. I mean, is, is this one sweeter uh, than the first couple of times, just given everything that you guys had, uh, had to go through? 
I mean, yeah. When you look at it, you know, all the all the stuff they had to go. Like I said, I don't think everybody understands what it's like when we gotta <laughs> take that pause. Like it's really crazy. Like it's it's no nothing that we can do. Like it's no leaving your house. So it's just like for us to be able to go out here, you know, and like Barrick said, with all these young guys, like the only people that it's really it's us three that was in Dylan. It's really the oldest on the team, you know. Everybody else is young and we're new to this. So, you know, for us to just be able to do this, you know, it's very special, very special. Like I said, you know, coach always believed in us. We always believed in each other, and we always said we could go out there and do it. So, I feel as though this one is sweeter, you know. But a note to that that last team was something special. So I don't have, you know, don't get confused. But I feel as though this team, you know, is is, is very sweet. You know, it's very, much sweeter. All right, we'll go with last question from Jaden. Asante, Coach was on earlier, and he mentioned that he had spoken to you when you were still at EKU with Coach McHale about becoming a better player and becoming a, a better guard. He moved you to the point this season. What did you learn from that conversation with him and then getting to know him more intimately and play for him that made you a better player? Um, just You know, he's been around the game for 40 years, so him just showing me the different things, what I got to do to be a better point guard. You know, and mainly the biggest thing is just believing in me, you know, just, you know, bring, building that confidence. I mean, you know, I always had confidence in myself, of course, but when you have a coach that believes in you, like he believed in me, it's just something special. And, you know, I feel as though that's what every player needs is somebody to build that confidence in them. And he did. And, you know, like I was young when he came and spoke to me in Kentucky, you know, and I really didn't understand it back then. But now I understand it more and being around him, you know, I definitely understood it. Thank you, Jaden. Thank you, players. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>